hamster with a blunt penknife would do it quicker. Well, I'm doing this again. Oh. Here we go. Oh, it's the American God. woman. It's the American woman. <laughs> she, she's getting more work. Re- recording in progress. Okay, so. Um, recording in progress. <laughs> <laughs> I can't remember what I was going to say. And we got Joe and Mark. <laughs> <laughs> and Orton in Orton's pants. Orton, but she'd be like, "It's the Ultons. <laughs> <laughs> it's the Ultons. <laughs> They're deadly mannequins. The Ultons." <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. So, okay. So, shall I count this in? Do you want to count this in? Wait, who's starting? No, you, you go for it. You, who's... you start it because I've started. Uh, should I, I do like a you, should, I do, should I do parody me or just regular me? Oh, you do regularly. Like how high? So I go like, or just like, or just like, come back, or come back to like that. What? Just do your normal one. Which is that? Okay. All right. <laughs> Let me just make sure this is ready to go. Oh yes, here it is. Salivating, I am. Salivating noise. Okay. All right. So count me in. Three, two, one. Welcome back to Hamster with a Blunt Pen Knife, the Doctor Who commentary podcast. Hello, Mark. Hello. How you doing? I'm doing very well, thank you. I've got a question for you, straight off the bat. Straight away? Wow. Yes. That is that like the quickest question it <laughs> ever is. on and this podcast? also the quickest, rudest question. Okay. Why is there a naked man behind you with the uh, BBV DVD Alton inside his underwear? Well, very good question. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, on the theme of what we're talking about today, I thought I'd bring my very own Alton with me. He, he is, is. I mean, uh, he's not only um, very mannequin-like, but he's also almost naked and highly distracting. So he's just wearing some pants uh, yes. at the moment. This, this Alton uh, is well muscled, um, but unfortunately, ain't much going on down below, except for the BBV well, no. video Alton. Yeah, so he's holding the DVD in his pants. That's right. Um, and well, he hasn't got know. any other weapons, unfortunately. Well, I truly hope he doesn't come alive throughout <laughs> our recording and his hand uh, no, falls he's away. Fine. He's fine. He's deactivated at the moment. He's uh, he's a good Alton. I do not want to have a murder on how to a blunt pen knife, right? That would be... That would be very dramatic. Mm, yeah, Ooh. so no, he's going to be well behaved. Um, so I've got a second question for you before we go in. Oh, yeah. it's, like, it's like the Doctor Who mastermind this. Oh, sorry, the BBV masterminds. Because right. we are, in fact, not talking about Doctor Who today, are we? No, we're, what is it called? The worlds of Doctor Who? The unofficial worlds of Doctor Who? I mean, that's the pretty much 90s the of... unofficial worlds of Doctor Who. It's the name of our new podcast, The Worlds of Doctor Who, because <laughs> we're doing all of these now, aren't we? Um, <laughs> um, so I want to ask you about um, my favourite character in this. She doesn't last very long. Um, her name is Janice, and she's Janice! Do- Dr. Sal's lab assistant. She gets very little screen time, unfortunately. Spoilers, she dies straight away, pretty Always much. Always the way. Always the way. The best characters get bumped off first. I, I mean, she, when you talk of Orton, I just remember Janice pretty much straight away. <laughs> I mean, all I remember is the sequence where she goes right up to the Orton sphere and her eyes are massive on the screen. She gets very close, doesn't she? Yeah. yeah. Well, well and she's up in just... her face. That's the whole point. And, you know, she's, I mean, she's a unit member, I guess, but she's not that bothered. She's like, hang on, I don't believe in aliens. What is, what is Dr. Sal doing? Yeah. What is she doing? What is this sphere? I'm going to get really close and have a look. Who's the fella she's on the phone to? Uh, Winslet. Oh, uh, no, Winslet. It's Janice. <laughs> she's yeah. amazing. Like, I, I kind of want to know more about her. I don't really care about Lockwood. I just want to know more about Janice. I think she's the sort of science office bitch. Yeah, she's doesn't mm-hmm. take any, you know, like she, she she will do it stuff for Doctor Sal. She'll do whatever, and they get on. No, 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 else, no, she's like she's she's laughing away with Doctor Sal in this, but behind her back, she is spreading gossip and stabbing her in the back like you wouldn't believe. She's in the yeah. unit canteen, right, stirring it up, saying, 
I've seen Dr. Sal doing unspeakable things like all Tom Sphere. <laughs> <laughs> or no, she'll be in the canteen and be like with her tray and bump into Liz Shaw and be like, oh, that fucking bitch, Dr. Yeah. Sal, she's making me do all this extra paperwork. And, I just want to go home and have a glass of wine. <laughs> can, can I borrow your pipe, Liz? <laughs> yeah. She's like, no, I'm too busy in the probe adventures. Leave me alone. <laughs> yes. I've, got, I've got this idea that there's like this spin-off canteen, you know? And so um, the mm. comedy Sontaran walks through with his baked potato. Oh, guys! You know? <laughs> Cyberon. That? That's another spin-off. Cyberon. 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 Oh it's like sort of unofficial Cybermen. Okay. And then, of course, like loudest of all in the spin-off BBV canteen, Daphne Ashbrook is there going, oh, my God, I'm here in London. I'm video. here in London. I got invited. This documentary crew followed me all the way to London, and I'm walking around London, and it's just amazing. And they're having a photo shoot on the Thames, the River Thames. <laughs> now there is the fact that I've had some remarkably creative people on Hampton with a Blunt Pen Wife, and um, sorry, I didn't say that right. The Hampton with a Blunt Pen Knife. And um, <laughs> if anyone would care to like maybe do a drawing of the BBV canteen with all these people in it, that would be amazing. That would be so cool. Um, but for now, um, I believe that you, in your ex- extensive role as researcher for this podcast. Oh, well, I think that's a slightly over-exaggerated it. Well, basically, so Janice, I, I looked up the actress that plays Janice, um, and her name is Verona Shard. Or has, Shard. She, has she done loads of work? <laughs> no. <laughs> she has... <laughs> No, no, she she is, I would call her an entrepreneur. Um, so on IMDb, she obviously lists Janice Orton, a very good role that she played, a very <laughs> memorable role that she played. Um, and also she appears as herself as a guest mentor on the X Factor Poland. So no. she is actually, so then if you go to her website, Verona Shard or Chard or not chode, chard. Chard as in, as in like <laughs> as in like the lettuce. C H C H A R D. Yeah, just like the lettuce. Yeah, go on. Oh, I didn't know there's a lettuce. Yeah, um, yeah, C H A R D. Oh, it's, it's all creepy. What kind of lettuce is that then? Oh, it looks a bit like an old man's ball sack, really. It's all wrinkly and <laughs> like, like you've been in the bath okay. too long, you know? Okay, we won't tell Verona about that. No, no, no. Um so on her website, she's a singer, actor lyricist composer educator and producer so basically she is a, a singing teacher and she takes singing lessons um well i've got to be honest you know worked yeah. for very many places so you know it says here contact verona for availability for singing lessons <laughs> and there she is we need to post this picture of her now the one and only janice from Orton. wow I've got to be honest, that picture is very distracting. She, <laughs> Verona Charles. That's her official like website. She looks like she's having an orgasm in that picture. Um, oh, Vamp a- Jazz. Verona's umbrella for producing live and recorded jazz and jazz crossover. Frankly, that's a yeah. more imposing IMDb profile than Caroline Ford and Sophie Aldridge. So. Oh, oh, and look, musical balloon band. Interactive, fun, and totally inclusive for the whole family. Meet Cecil, the balloon donkey, and his jazzy friends. God, she does everything. I mean, I mean if we're talking about spin-offs, Caroline Ford and Sophie Aldridge could take a leaf out of Verona's book and sort of, you know, be your own, be your own boss, find your own work, make yeah. your own balloon donkeys. Basically, out what, there. what we're saying to all you Doctor Who ex actors and actresses out there is, be more like Verona. Exactly, be more Verona, be more charred. <laughs> <laughs> well look okay would you like to see verona in action i'd love to i can't wait <laughs> you ain't gonna see her for long so. <laughs> <laughs> i just love that look she gives that globe uh, anyway <laughs> um so if, if you would care to count us in then okay right i hope we're going to be in sync because my dvd takes a you know you know when you press it and it goes it takes a minute to oh to get you press place. it and then tell me when you can see yeah mine's ready to go, all right hold on right i'm just booting up all that excitement of Verona. She's amazing. She is a, a star. Is. Absolutely. Definitely, they should use her more in this. I don't know, but can really we at, can we at her in this podcast on Twitter? Because if she listens to oh this, God, I'll, I'll just find die. her. Yes. <laughs> right. Okay. I'm ready to go. Shall I count us in? Yeah. Let's go. Let's do it. Okay. Ready. And everybody, ready at home. Yeah. Three, two, one, go.
Can I go now? Yeah. Oh. Yes. So okay. we're in a warehouse. We are, yes. And now out of all the spin-offs, Auton is really one that I like and I think is good. Okay, we've talked about, you know, before the quality of these things, and Shakedown was of good quality. I think so, yeah. And and I argued that it was because <clears> it was in a contained environment with few characters and the contained story. And this is follows the same rule. And I think that is for a 90s spin-off that doesn't have a big budget. That's yeah. I think you do need to know your limitations, or do you think they, yes. people should go out of their limitations? But this is a trilogy, isn't it? But I don't know if they intended it to be, or it, was it because this was so successful they decided to carry on? I thought, can I can I point out one thing to you? And I know you're gonna you're gonna take the piss out of me when I say this, but Mark Ayres did the music for this, right? And it's, <laughs> it's, it's a really oh, it's good beautiful. Score. Oh, it's the best it? score. No, it's a good score though. Oh my god, did he win a Grammy? I think he should have. <laughs> Mark's been taking a piss out of me saying that ever since that episode went out. Um, can I ask, why is Dr. Sal using Meccano? Well, because, uh, one, uh, it's obviously a cheaper thing to use production-wise, but two, Janice says, I can't believe you used Meccano. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it shows that Dr. Sal's a bit of this maverick. She's just okay she's got this sphere i guess the story is you need to do research on all this unit equipment oh let's just uh, what is she doing with this oh i'll build something out of McCann. It, it's quite a good idea i quite like it and you get the character straight away you get that janice is a fucking bitch on the phone and you get that um <laughs> dr sal is this maverick she's not like a liz shaw or you know she's just working this out she doesn't she hasn't had any alien encounters or anything. She's just your normal everyday scientist that's been given this weird object to look at. Yeah, see, Adam, at this point, do they know it's even alien? Do they just think it's... Well, because the, uh, the story is she's got, she's got this thing. Uh, obviously, they know what unit is and that there's yeah. a warehouse of all this unit stuff. Obviously, someone hasn't given the file that says, oh, this autumn invasion happened in the 70s or 80s. I mean, or I would say that's a bit you know remiss. I mean? That's a bit remiss that they've given her the globe and said, right, you tinker about with that. But by the way, in the past, these globes came down, all these shop window dummies come to life and murder a load of... Like, I, yeah. I think sometimes you need a bit of context, you know, before you start... Yeah, I know, but, but also remember, it's the 90s, everyone's forgotten about Doctor Who, so they're not going to know when spearhead from space happened <laughs> they're 90s scientists in the wilderness I, years um, Mark, I, i'm sorry to interrupt you but i can't help but notice what a nuanced performance that verona is giving right now <laughs> Verona, <laughs> oh janice and she's getting so close <laughs> and the, the fear in her eyes when she sees that the um reaction from the sphere there's a very strange bit though in a minute where it makes a no no before it makes a noise where they're both like <laughs> yeah. Like, like, Here we go. Yeah. Yeah. What well, they've probably been up all like, night. Oh, now she goes, Oh, nobody lonely. loves you. Yeah. <laughs> there weird. we go. It's, yeah, it's all. But I like how this cuts between them investigating the sphere and then the guy in the warehouse with the Auton thing. And then slowly they're cutting back and forth, back and forth until the connection yeah. is made. Well, it's, it's what really I said well to done. you. It's what I said to you in Shakedown is these things are at their best when they are directed by somebody who understands drama. And this person, who directed this? Oh, shit, I can't we remember. Don't know, do we? Let me just take oh. it out of the Auton's pants and have a look. Sorry, I've just seen Verona Shard's name on the DVD. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not Keith uh, Barnfather, is it? Oh, shit. It's directed by Nicholas Briggs. Is it? Written is it? and directed by... Oh my god! Because I'll tell you what, he's a terrific audio director, Nicholas Briggs. Now I've had a lot of things to say about how terrible his scripts are, but is it? Is it? This is good. This is well directed. Yes, it's written and directed by. No way. It is. No bloody way. Wow. Yeah, it's really well done. No idea. But you're right. The uh, the momentum that's built. And and the the kind of the climax is why why are you laughing? I'm oh, sorry, I was just sneezing. It's fine. Oh, sorry. The the climax is the um the fist coming through the mm. and it just promises action, doesn't it? And then the lighting is really good here in these scenes with the glow from the sphere, but that blue 
Has this been treated? Because this looks more treated than Shakedown. Oh, well, we're, well, actually, no, we're only a couple of years after Shakedown, aren't we? But um, it, it's think? not, it's not, yeah, it's not graded television graded, though. It is still straight to video, but it does, unless they've done something recently when they put it on DVD, maybe it's slightly more graded later on after the video release. There she's oh, getting God. right close into that don't, sphere. Verona, Verona, don't do it. Dennis, Verona. No. Oh, my God, the no. come to life. Oh, Oh my God! Oh, there she a goes. Chilling scream from Verona there. Oh, poor Verona. She's the oh, she's the first um, lady to be blasted in the face by an autumn yeah, It's true. It's true. I am truly astonished that this is written and directed by Nick Briggs. I have no did, idea. So, did you, did you, did you watch, do them all? The, I'm not sure. No, we didn't uh, do any. I think maybe did. his face is on the spine of the DVD, so it gives you a oh. clue. He'll slap his face on anything, honestly. <laughs> oh my god! Okay, I remember when I first watched this, yeah, and it, and the music's like dang, 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 and the soldiers are all coming in, and I was like, "This is going to be big budget, man. There's no way this is all going to be set inside this um, tiny little warehouse." Mm. And it was. So, did you watch this at the time? Yeah, 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 yeah. I, yeah, I only got I this one. I didn't get the other two for some reason. Oh. I love this. This was like, oh my god, this is new Doctor Who for me. This was really, really good. How and old yeah, you I was, I was. This out? A, uh, twelve or thirteen or something. Oh my god! Ooh, did this scare you then? Because I can imagine for a twelve-year-old, this would be pretty scary. Do you know what? I know it was exciting. I did find it a little bit boring set in the one location. Yes, like you, I was like, okay, they, there's going to be a bit more outside. There's going to be a. A little I bit was, more action, but looking back at it now, it works. It really does. Just in this warehouse, I was surprised at how artful some of the direction was. Like the, the bit where the Autons attack, like given you can mm. tell it's in this really contained space that they're filming, but it's kind yeah. of dynamic. It's great, and what they probably had only two days to put this together, like all the others. They it's should, really they good. Know, they should have got a budget for the new series. They should get Nick Briggs directing that. If he can do this on, you know, twelve pounds in the new series, he can do <laughs> wonders. Um, why are uh, Doctor Sal and Winslet dressed up like condoms? So this took me a while to work out when I first watched it. So everywhere's been. So the sphere has exploded. Mm. Janice, I'm sorry, is exploded in our face. Uh, and you've got everyone's been evacuated from this warehouse, apart from Doctor Sal and Winslet, um, and they oh in there gosh. because it's there could be alien contamination. Uh, they have to, you know, that is a terrific introduction to Michael Wade <laughs> because it, look at that, they've lit it from behind and filled it so, full of yeah. smoke, and he's there looking and all the way through looking dreadfully unimpressed by the whole thing. And I don't know why that just makes him cool. <laughs> just makes it, it really is, cool. yeah. And I like the set of this office. And immediately there's a bit of a mystery. Obviously, he is the doctor yeah, substitute yeah. in this. But kind of a bit but darker. So good. A bit yeah. darker, you know, and rude. I love how rude he is. He would have been a really good doctor, actually. What does he say? Oh, and I thought I'd just sit around and pick my nose or something. Like yeah, he really is. Yeah. So hang on, he's not a time lord, though, is he? He's like okay, so. I, you're not really sure in this. There's something because later on he's sort of mind reading or picking up something or doing something, and then it's not really. Oh, I think there's the one line in this where they say, "Lock, it's Lockwood, isn't it? Yeah, Lockwood units creature they call him. Yeah, I always I took that to mean that he is an auton for unit. He's like a units auton. If you see what I mean, creature because he can pick up he can pick up radio waves and stuff. He seems to me that's what I've got from this. I don't know, Um, but obviously in two and three it tries to there's a bit more mystery uncovered there. I think, Um, but you don't you don't really know who he is. But a bit like in the character of the Doctor, it's yeah, it's it's good to have it to be shrouded in mystery is intriguing, Mm. and you want to learn Mm. more. Yeah, can you read minds? Um, unfortunately, no, I can't. It's a good thing you can't read them right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, sorry, I'm sorry about that. Um, okay, so Wade, Wade is on the... Not Wade, Lockwood 
is on the scene Lockwood. now. Lockwood now, do you know who's in this? You know who his assistant is? It's only Reese Shearsmith from Inside Number Nine and League of Gentlemen. Mm. Mm. Now he yeah. did a couple of these BBVs before he got big. Before he started, he did a probe, did he? Yeah, well, he did a probe where he ended up on on the bed with another guy, oh and my they, God. they ended up in their <laughs> okay. underpants. No, they didn't. They did. I'm telling you, not in there, but no, no. I hang on, no, I have seen that. It's not in, it's not in underpants. I'd remember well, that. They're on the bed, <laughs> and this guy got on top of him, and they're wrestling about, and then the guy yeah, there's a bit of a just, wrestling because the guy's evil, yeah. right? And he then yeah. shoves him off and says, "Get off! I'm not having anal sex today." Okay. That is a bit of an exaggeration, but I know what you mean. <laughs> I don't exaggerate anything. What are you talking about? You, uh, you have to take everything I say with about 35% okay, well, off. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so there's no anal sex in Auton, everybody, just to be clear. No, not Auton, Probe. Yes, I know. I know, well, but I'm well, just saying there's also no anal sex in Auton. Be careful because it is called Probe and you might mistake it for another series called Probe, all right? Well, like, well, yeah. When I ordered Probe on Amazon oh, no. DVD, Don't I also it came up with a very interesting graphic novel called Probe. Um, so I had to get that as well. It was called Boys versus Aliens. <laughs> what was the What was the subject matter? Well, these there's these boys and they're out camping and <laughs> they get abducted by aliens and there's probes. Are they camping in Amsterdam? Are their names Robin and Colin? <laughs> no, they're just no, it's in America and they uh, yeah, there's uh, it's a crossover between aliens and probing. Well, you have to lend that to me then. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, back to Walton. Anyway, Walton. <laughs> um, Doctor Sal looks a bit ridiculous in that condom. What do you think of What do you think of Doctor Sal in this then? So I think it's it's bizarre. It's the same. Um, it's that kind of really crisp upper class accent where I'm I'm not convinced whether it's terrible acting or just the accent. I think she's actually very good and she's quite charismatic, but she's got a really annoying accent. She's a very good, she's your typical spin-off 90s woman, I feel. You, a new adventuresy woman, I feel. You and she looks like a, a whole spin-off show with her and Lockwood, because I think that would that would be possible. Well, yeah, it's called Autumn. Oh. <laughs> North on two and three. <laughs> oh, are they in all three? Are they in the other two as well? They're they Dr. Sal is, yeah. Yeah. Not, not Lockwood. No, sorry, Lockwood and Dr. Sal are both all, all in all three. Yeah. The others are obviously no Janice. Is there like this My... really dreadful CGR creature? There you do see the full nesting CGI. They do get a bit more ambitious later on. But is it good? I think or is it really terrible? I think it's very, very good. I th- everyone seems to think it's terrible. I think it's amazing. Is it better than the CGI it. on Babylon 5? Because that's that's like my low point with CGI. Mm, okay, it's probably the same production people. It's the same time, isn't it? Oh, okay. You know, Babylon 5's been made and same as Alton. Okay, so I can't help but notice there seems to be strawberry jam flying about the place. Yeah, so that's come out of the sphere, hasn't it? We didn't have that in Doctor Who, did we? Anything come out of the sphere? Well, or? We no, didn't really see yeah, it enough, there did was, we? There was that that thing um, <gasps> which looked like a massive anus um, putting a <laughs> glass. Do you remember? Well, we see that. We see that a bit later on. Yeah. Oh, okay. And, and, and that <laughs> I think was in that graphic novel too. It was a bit gunky, but it didn't last long. Yeah. Jam. Well, it's like the gunk that's come out of the. Oh, yeah. But what, so, so is that? Is that? Is that like? Um, pure nesting goo yeah i would think so yeah maybe there's a bit of goo in each sphere that can get inside you this is technical terms here nesting goo you know Mm. but i think dr sal here especially here she is your typical she looks like burning summerfield from yeah adventures doesn't she she, you always get that i feel like i don't know is this just really no, it's stereotypical it's It's your 90s woman isn't it yeah yeah, your 90s sci-fi woman Mm -hmm. is is that isn't it i don't know why i don't know what the did you see what she'd written in her book then what it just said came alive 1005 <laughs> oh no that's janice's book janice oh, wrote oh, that before she died jesus christ janice honestly no one's that upset about her really are they no she is because she gets a flashback now we get to see verona oh, yeah. again <laughs> oh verona yeah she is in black and white as well oh it must be serious Oh, Janice. Wouldn't it be funny if it was like Janice from Friends and she just walked in and be like, oh my God. 
Um, can I just say, Reese Shearsmith's suit is about oh, three literally. sizes too big for him. Is that again? That's that's your nineties look, though, isn't it? Everything was like that. Everything was oversized. Did you not have that in the nineties? No, I was wearing black t-shirts. I I was wearing black t-shirts. No, you weren't. I was. No, you weren't. I always, yeah, big over, over, yeah, baggy jeans, baggy trousers. Why have we all gone tight in later years then? That's just the fashion. Well, skinny jeans came in, didn't it? And then that was the fashion. Man, the day skinny jeans came in, I was so happy. Yeah, and then you just look at like your bootleg jeans now, and you're just like, oh my god! But yeah, all the suits and stuff were like that. Listen, that's the other cliche. Look, she's got the tank top on and a lab coat, so she's an action woman, but she's also a scientist. That's it, and that what is that X Files influence as well? Yeah. Do you think Reese Smith looks back on this and goes, "Oh, what's I doing?" Not on this, no. Maybe probe when he's rolling around on the bed, but not in this. <laughs> I think you should be. I think everyone in this should be very proud. I mean, it's I very have, good. I have to say that. Hang on, hold on a sec. When was this? Ninety-seven. Hmm. Um, I think League what, of Gentlemen what, started in like two thousand five, something like that. Two thousand four. I mean, this should have won at Cannes ninety-seven. I don't know what film did, but <laughs> I think this one should have yeah. won the Cannes Film Award. Really, if it wasn't put in, then this. I mean, definitely to be honest, you don't see Auton being flaunted around by MPs like Seal and the Devil Seeds of Arador was with um, uh, what was his name, the Labour MP? Oh God, yeah, I can't remember his name. What's his Be- name? He's Beardy quite Weirdy. famous. Yeah, yeah whatever his name. Was that real? I thought it was just Photoshop. No, he no. Nabil Shaban shoved it in his hand before he went on for a speech and he didn't have time to get rid of it. <laughs> oh dear. No, but I have to say, I just want to say very quickly that Reese Shearsmith work on League of Gentlemen and especially on Inside Number Nine, he is an exceptionally talented man. And like this is this is like humble beginnings, isn't it? For for somebody yeah, but he, that... he was he was a fan though, wasn't he? Wasn't he? Oh, is, is he a Doctor Who fan? I thought he was. Because he did know. those sketches for Doctor Who night as well, didn't he? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember I thought, he, that was remember all, I was... thought they were all Doctor Who fans, the League <laughs> of Gentlemen lot. When uh, Mark Gatiss was the um the doctor and he was like, Doctor, we will invade next Tuesday. And he was like, <laughs> Yeah, he was like, No, I'm busy next Tuesday. Then we will invade next Wednesday. It's like, really <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, I love Doctor Who night. Do you remember watching that at the time? Do you know what? I remember that night. That was a Saturday in obviously November, I think it was. Uh, how old was I? 14 or 15. I remember that night because <laughs> I was attacked in town that night. What do you mean you With my friend. We were like attacked by these. <laughs> it's a long story, but we were attacked with like knives. I got a black eye and we got taken home in a police van. And then I came home and watched Doctor Who night. What? <laughs> anyway, what you, that's what? another story. No, it's fine. It wasn't that bad. But Where were you living? people got attacked. I was at my parents' house. Is that Essex? Yeah, in Essex. Well, I'm not surprised then. <laughs> but I remember that because it was Doctor Who night. Anyway, back anyway. to on. <laughs> well, that's, you know, that's the 90s for you. Um, do you uh, remember the sketch, though, <laughs> when Peter Davidson was abducted by the Doctor Who fan and tied up on yeah. the bed? Yeah. I thought that that was him, wasn't it? That was Rishi Smith, wasn't it? What, they tied him up? I... Yeah, one of the guys that tied him up. Did they I'm run around sure. on the bed? Maybe not. Oh, there you go. That's the clue. That's the clue. No, hang on. Didn't the two Doctor Who fans want to have him? They wanted to have sex with him, didn't they? Oh, probably, yeah. yeah. Oh, my God. Look, see, that's very effective. It is. Because the goo, they've obviously shoved the goo through the grill and, and have it come down, and then they've reversed it in slow motion. Nick very, Bridge, very clever. Nick Bridge, you are... An auteur. Visuals. An, an auteur, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Haute couture. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know where this was filmed, but it it just looks. Obviously, they've got a warehouse for the couple of days. Uh, I'm probably at a university or something. Oh my god! Do you, Great. Know, what they, do you know what they've done? They've gone what? to one of those furniture storage places. And so, right? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Maybe they went to Brentwood Leisure Centre <laughs> and filmed it there. Mickey, <laughs> what's unusual about this? Do you know what's very unusual is there are no Doctor Who stars in this. Well, I think that's quite refreshing, actually, because it feels like its own thing. Like, so you can show this to someone as a one-off. You don't need to know about the Autons, really, or anything. It's a mystery. It's a short, 
okay, maybe it's a bit too much to say this is a short horror film or something, but it's a short film I dare of you. sci-fi interest to somebody. And you don't need to know about Doctor Who. You don't need to, it's all, it's self-contained, which is refreshing because, you know, Shakedown or Mind Game or something, it relies on you're a Doctor yeah. Who fan buying something. Well, it says on the front, doesn't it? Stars of Doctor Who. Yeah, you, but this Can you do a short experiment for me, please? What? Well, it's a fact, dear listeners, that Mark um, has his own podcast. It's the fabulous Two Watch Who, which he does with the wonderful Sarah Chu. Why don't you pitch this to Sarah and say this is a short, a short horror film, and then get her to watch it? I have tried. I've got it on the list for her to watch. I really have. I think oh she'd God. like it. Do you reckon? And you say to someone, "Oh, it's got Rishi Smith in from Inside Number Nine and League of Gentlemen." They're gonna. I think he's Michael got a bit of star Wade, power now. Michael Wade has had a fairly prestigious career as well. I think he's done a lot of TV. When I looked at him on Wikipedia, he'd done a fair bit of telly. Why do you look scared? Mm, I didn't know him for anything. No, I'm trying to think. Um, Ooh, I yeah, but it's don't not like you've watched the entire guy. body of television um, history, is it? Well, no, but I don't recognise Michael Wade from anything, from the things I have watched. To be fair, guys, Mark has got an extensive library. <laughs> an extensive library of DVDs. But but I, I don't think Michael Wade is on any of my other DVDs. No. Oh, my God, here we go. Gunk alert. I think there's sequences in a bit, right, where the fella has got, um, like, the goo all over his face and he starts looking at the camera and grinning maniacally. Mm. It's really creepy. Well, he he's your Channing of from Spearhead from Space of this, isn't he? You need someone like that. But I he's think your he, evil one. I think he's supposed to be, like, kind of sexy, but he isn't really, is he? Sexy, yeah, I think he's supposed to be sexy. This guy, well, he was in the scene at the beginning with all his shirt off and everything. He was getting changed from his decontamination outfit. I don't think <clears> that's <throat> supposed to be sexy. Well, if this was Star Trek Enterprise, it would be. They're all in decontamination in there in their underwears. Yeah, I don't think the word sexy came into thought when BBV were making this. Okay, oh my god, Dr. Sal, he goes. What is it? He goes, the shit has hit the proverbial fan and you've turned the fan on, Dr. Sal. <laughs> he's great. Oh, my God, look at his face. He's so he's so, so unimpressed by everything. Oh, did you hear that? She's what? a maverick in the scientific industry. I reckon her and Liz Shaw are good mates, busy mates, you know. Busy mates. She's done a little spell on the moon base with Liz. <laughs> yeah, levels. <little> yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they've said, they've looked at Starlight together. Those two. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear. But I, 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 I absolutely agree with what you said earlier about playing to your strength with a low budget. And we talked about this in some of the others, uh, you know, where they they stretch it all a bit thin, like downtime, where it's trying to be this massive st- in the university, you know, Yeti's attacking across a field and all of this. Um, and, and they can't really realise it, you know, as, as much as they try. A small location, a few characters, simple effects and a good story goes a long yeah. way. But also, they do, you know, in Auton 2 and 3, they do expand on it, but just bit by bit. So you do have more locations and you do build up to it. But as a start... Is this this, this like the prelude to the invasion in this? Well, this... So at the end of this one, that goo escapes out of the the venting and is out there in the world. Mm. And then Sal is brought onto Lockwood's team and, you know, the next stage... You know they need to find it and, and and get it back basically. So you know, you wouldn't think that she would be brought onto his team because he's so rude to her all the time. Yeah, is he rude it's to all her? her fault. Is he rude to her in Auton Two and Three as well? Well, it's kind of like it's that kind of relationship, isn't it? Oh, okay. 
no one really knows Lockwood. No one really gets him or what he's about. Although that other guy that's with him, his assistant, mm. who's that? He's done some big finish, hasn't he? I think. Who? Rishi? I recognise him. No, the other one. Uh, is it Andrew Fetz? I don't. Andrew I, yeah. Oh, I Andrew Fetz. Andrew Fetz has done some yeah. big finish. But you know what? To say you've done some big finish these days. It ain't much because everyone's been in big finish. Like, yeah, I suppose. you point at any actor in any production and you can say, well, they've done a big finish. Mm. No, no, I'm no, no. Really... I'm not saying that's a bad thing. Like, you know, their actors finding work and audio work is good work. Well, why hasn't Verona Shard done any big finish? Come on. Because Verona Shard is an entrepreneur. She's found her own money. She don't need them. Yeah, I suppose. She don't need to act anymore. She's doing balloon parties. <laughs> donkey balloon parties there's nothing to laugh about <laughs> no, it's, right. it's very good it's musical entertainment for children That's and right. balloon animals come on look, look at this this oh my god this guy is creepy as fuck isn't he now children are going to make an auton sphere from this balloon <laughs> if that man turned up at your party with all goo over his face you'd be terrified <clears throat> It's an energy unit, Mark. Well, I'm so glad they could have gone down the again the '90s route of let's redesign everything and make it cool. And you know, you have those images of like the Cybermen or the Ice Warriors for the '90s and stuff. Yeah, they've yeah. kept the sphere as it was in Spirit from Space. They've kept your traditional Autons with your boiler oh. suits and the hand. You don't need. I'm so glad they didn't change it. These Autons are a They're million times better than the new series ones. A million. Yeah. They've got, they've literally got black eyes. They're terrifying. Yeah. They are <clears throat> brilliant. They are absolutely brilliant. I don't know how many they made, but perfect. And that, I love the, the hand on. thing. Didn't we say in Shakedown Return that sometimes we like the redesign? Yeah, we didn't like the one that was going, yeah, you know, like, um, this ship is now under Suntaran control. Yeah, I suppose maybe the Autons are a bit more simpler to recreate. And you don't, I mean, how would you change it? You just, I mean, what's his name next to me now? Dummy's a dummy, isn't it? That's true. In it. <laughs> Do you know that, that was very fanish? Did you see that there? The, the, the code on it was A-A-A-R-H. A-A-A is the production code for Spearhead from Space. And R-H is? Robert Holmes. That's right. Mm. that's very fanish that's very new oh, adventures that is that's your only thing well okay there's a couple of things there's another thing later on with the they use the thing from spirit from space to defeat them but it's recreated perfectly no, no, but, but that's, that's all fine. you need you don't need it's yeah. fine when they're using plot elements but to put in the production code of spearhead from space that is fanish yeah, no, I mean, I it's like really a novel by Kate me. Orman or Paul Cornell you know with their busy mates all turning up as characters yeah, but it doesn't. Yeah, it doesn't take away from the plot. If it was relied, the plot relied on it or something, or yeah, you know, it doesn't matter, does it? Oh my god, listen to him. Autons are plastic automata. They're deadly. You know, they're, they're quite dialogue-heavy scenes. You know, you've just got these two characters talking back and forth, but it doesn't no, drag yeah. or yeah. you know. And there is action a bit later on. Oh, no, There's enough balance, though. It's you know. Well, go back and watch a Shakespeare play. That's all dialogue scenes between people. There's no action in Shakespeare, and yet it's still riveting to watch. I'm not oh, saying yeah. Alton is the equivalent of Shakespeare. <laughs> <laughs> I'd rather watch Alton than Shakespeare. I don't think I can see it for Shakespeare. Well, there we go. We've learned something about Mark today. I saw <laughs> um, Derek Jacobi in The Tempest once. Did you? Was he good? Well, my seat was right at the back and there was a pillar in the way, so I didn't really see him. I had to sort of lean round. It was can, like... can I ask, did you did you understand what was occurring in The Tempest? No, I didn't. I don't get that one. No, I don't, I don't always get the dialogue. I just sort of not. Do you know what? I came out of one once and I was going, oh, my God, it was. I didn't, have, I didn't understand a clue what anyone was saying in it. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> it was the taming of the shrew and the woman was just really angry all the way through and I, so I just figured she was angry about being a woman or something i don't know <laughs> so we did the tempest at school that's why we went and we we watched it we read it and then while someone in my class was like oh my mum ordered me the dvd of it we can watch it in class and she brought it in 
and her mum had accidentally ordered the porno version of the television. Oh, show. Swear. <laughs> I swear, it was like, <laughs> oh my god, what was the porno version? It was all like, I don't know, well, I, you know, <laughs> forsooth, so be careful, my cock off. <laughs> yeah, well. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! Oh my god! Be careful what you up. order online. Well, that's true of anything, you know. I'll put BBV in, and you don't even know what come up. The sequence is coming up now, where the autons come alive. It's really good. Yes. Music's very good as well, I imagine. I'm not saying a word about the music. <laughs> in fear of being relentlessly mocked. Um, <clears throat> and they hold them back, don't they, for a long time? Yeah, well, that's, see, I, you know. I kind of think that's the set piece of the episode is them coming alive. Mm. That's like the big set piece of the episode. So, and it comes about about just over halfway through, which is a good time to to kind of lift it up a bit, you know. Mm. But I don't know. I think there's something scarier about this bloke than there is about the Autons. <laughs> this Winslet guy. He doesn't really, he's not really doing very much though. He's creeping around the warehouse and I know he's taken over. Mark. But they Mark, don't seem to be. Mark, if what? that man was creeping around your house, you wouldn't be scared. Yeah, but he's not creeping around my house. He's creeping around a massive warehouse. Well, good, because he's behind you right now. Ah! <laughs> <laughs> but he, you see, like, they're not, they seem to be bothered where he is or what he's doing. Do they know he's still there? That's the only okay. I've, I know I always have to have oh, some look, criticism. No, this is very this is very nineties horror. Now look, he's got a big smile on his face. He's got gunk all over his face, and he stares right at me out of the camera. I thought you said this was a sexy bit. No, that was earlier when he had his shirt off. <laughs> Ew. <laughs> okay, so Reese Reese Shearsmith is going all over Tomb Raider now. He's got a massive pistol. Oh yeah, Tomb Raider is definitely an influence on all this. Oh stuff. well, that's the tank top in it that she's wearing. Mm. Why is he turning the thermometer down? So he, so Lockwood has access, can get access to all these unit vaults and things for whatever reason. He's he's the only one that can do it. I really want I I I I want us to examine this sequence now when the ones come out because. Like I said, they are shooting in a very small space and it's really effective. What happens is it all goes slow motion, doesn't it? The Auton then turns around in slow motion. The gun comes down in slow motion and then it just goes, and then it goes into fast motion again. And it's it great. Mm. It's really good. So oh, before. this is just before they come alive because they go in and they find the thing that the third Doctor made in Spear from Space with the little, uh, was it the little... I don't know what it is. Little radio signal y thing. Well, Liz makes it, I think, actually. Have you noticed as well? The camera's always kind of moving, very. They love uh, a tracking shot, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. But it doesn't have to be. Go and watch still on the Devil Seas of Arador. The camera don't move once in that. <laughs> it's just fixed on Nabil Shaban's private for most of it. I'm sure. For six episodes. Now look here, you no, and me, not. you and I watched um the White Witch of Devil's End episode one the other day. Now, admittedly, I did fall asleep before the end of the episode. Um, and, um, That's very different. That is very different. That's a different style of actually, film. There was loads of POV shots and things in that, wasn't it? That was actually quite well, that, well, no, done. the White Witch is like your Doctor Who Jack and Ori. I know. Someone's reading to the reading to you a story. <laughs> oh, Mark, welcome, <laughs> welcome. I usually offer my guest tea, chamomile, and peppermint. <laughs> Sam, <laughs> Darjeeling. To be honest, I'd watch the Dem- Dem- Hey, something. De- De- Damaris Dam- Heyman. I'd watch her doing anything. <laughs> oh God! <that's... laughs> Don't remember the porno version of White Witch. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> I watch her act in anything. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, they're coming! They're coming! <laughs> is this still the white witch? <laughs> yeah, there it is. Look, that looks just like the the gunky thing from Spear of the Space. Mm. And I here we go. Know. Here's our autons. Yes. They've got. Have they added sort of these sort of wrinkles or this? They've remolded yeah. the the masks 
They're, they're, they're thoughtful water. So much better. They're, they're frowning a little bit. Yeah, but I like yeah. that. Oh my God, yeah. I can do that on my face. Yeah, me too, though. Yeah. I've got the Auton frown. Oh my God, you're, you're how much younger than me are you? Very. Well, you've got deeper frown lines than me. I know. Well, I'm just in a good light, don't worry. Oh, here they come. Here they come through the boxes. One, two, three. So that's five Autons they've got. I mean, really, this is what we've come for, isn't it? Autons on the attack. Mm. Go on, Ramsey. We're not here for a conversation. Shoot them. (laughs) I like, out of all of the monsters to bring back, this is perfect, isn't it? Yeah. Like the Autons just work uh, for a spin-off on their own. They mow them down in loads of bullets and you think, okay, so they're defeated. And then it goes slow motion and they just keep coming. Let, here we go. Oh, this is so creepy. Mm. So creepy. Slow His motion eyes, bullets in the air. Get ready for it. Get ready for it. Uh, here comes the gun. And they don't hold. They don't hold back on the explosions and the pyrotechnics in this. You know that's got a budget as well. Verona's like, thank God I've gone at that point. I might have got yeah, Verona's so- like, I'll be in the canteen, everyone. See you later. <laughs> Just be warming up my vocal cords. She's having a, a macaroni cheese with that comedy Sontaran from. <laughs> <laughs> She's making him a balloon donkey. <laughs> <sighs> but like, like clearly they are just running around this this small space. But I don't know. It, oh, it's a bit I, like I think it's a bit like the Covent Garden sequence in Web of Fear. Mm. All the boxes and, and that, the auto- you know? and the autons are proper. They move. That's just, oh, that's yeah. what they, well, they do that anyway, but they move fast. I will they, say, you know, though, an auton those, chasing you. Those boxes did look empty that fell on that auton. Oh, yeah, I think they are. <clears throat> What's it say? Snap secure. Hmm. Snap secure. What does that mean? Doesn't it say that? Is that yeah, what it, it says? It does, yeah. But, mm. <laughs> <laughs> mm. but yeah. you know, and they resisted as well. You could have had a unit warehouse and it could have had all sorts of other references and other bits and pieces, but they haven't oh, gone for that. That would have been fun, though. What would you have? Oh, what my... would you have on a shelf in oh, a box? Oh, my God, loads of stuff. Okay, so I would have had Tom Tit. Um, <laughs> I would have had, you know, oh my God. Imagine... analog analog flow thing with a cup of tea. You could have had the K1 robot there in the background. Oh my god. Under all that rapping. Order conflicts with my prime directive. Um, <laughs> what else could you have had? Oh, you know, you could have Bessie up there. You could have had um so much. Oh. All they'd need to do is yeah. go to a Doctor Who convention and get Nick the props. Yeah, but no, I it's it gives it its own thing. You don't need it. There is something incredibly ghoulish about the facsimile of the human face. Mm. That is my one attempt to be intelligent on this podcast today. No, it's perfect. <laughs> it's perfect and it's simple to recreate. You're not recreating a draconian with all the makeup and stuff no. that can go wrong. Even a Sontaran is more difficult to put together. You need a guy in a boiler still, suit with a hand and a mask. You still worry me because you said that you've had a baked potato that looks like one of those Sontarans from Shakedown. Sorry. Uh, no, I said I hadn't had one. No, no, you said you had. Oh. Yeah. No, I like the fact that they've got, like, proper weapons. Like, where'd you get these weapons from? Who, the unit guys? Yeah. I feel like units should be more SAS like this, you know, more SAS like. That would be... Like, usually they, they, they look a bit homespun, don't they? You're like old-fashioned mm. soldiers, boys, but... This is a special squad here. What rating is this? Oh, PG. Is that all it is? Mm, yeah, I was just uh, seeing his injury I on his face there. There's no, because one of the pro videos, the second one, is an 18. Well, that's because there's, re- you know, there's violence, there's rolling around on the bed. <laughs> that's the first Anal one. sex or whatever no, you say. In, in the second one, um, <laughs> in the second one, a man puts his hand inside someone's body and pulls out awful. Mm. Mm. But I think maybe by then they've, I mean, there's probably a few people still, you know, involved with that. And in this, by the time you get to here, you don't need that. I think they was trying to make, oh, let's make Doctor Who adult and gory and cool. And actually, you just need to make a really good 
standalone story like this. I know why Probe's an 18. Because Liz Shaw is smoking a pipe. She's smoking. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. In the 90s, that was probably not a thing. That was probably encouraged for all children. <laughs> in fact, I feel I feel like there was a lot of loose morals in the nineties. It yeah. comes as no surprise to me that I had my sexual awakening in the nineties, and look what happened to me. Honestly, what to probe? No. Oh no! I mean, I, I was fifteen when I came out. I was sixteen oh, when right. I was going. No, clubbing. I thought you said I thought you said sexual awakening in the nineties. I, I, I did not have a sexual awakening to a BBV video. <laughs> I bet someone has. <laughs> yeah, probably that scene from Probe. <laughs> <laughs> What's going on now? Why is that? Why does See, that globe keep vanishing? I suppose that's the only thing. It because it goes inside Winslow. It's taking him over, and is he trying to resist it? So he's trying to force it out, and it comes back. I that's the bit I don't actually get. But in this. is he possessed right now, or is he a facsimile of Winslet? Oh shit! Yeah, because we saw him in the box, didn't we? I think so he's, he's a facsimile, facsimile. Yeah. and is he trying to hold his shape then? Is he trying to... It looks like Dr. Sow and Lockwood having a little sit down. And this is where Lockwood does something. He's trying to get the code or the radio signals. And this is why I think he's an auton, because he's trying to get the radio signals in his mind. In a way, right? this is quite clever because they've got both the problem, the, the, the autons and the nesting consciousness in the warehouse, the unit warehouse, and the solution, which is Liz Shaw's or the Doctor's lash up in mm. the warehouse. So, so it's like a self-contained story, but it has to be in the warehouse for it to make any kind of bloody sense. You think there'd be a record though that says, "Oh, by the way, this is in this room, and this is the item that you need." <laughs> Nick Briggs, you're bloody clever. You're a clever writer. Can you bring some of this to your big finish scripts, please? Oh, you will be pleased to know that the whole soundtrack is available on the DVD um, as a is standalone. It, is it by Marquez? It's by Alistair Locke. Oh, my God. Alistair Locke's a terrific musician. He did some of the early big finishes. He did um, The One Doctor, and that's got a fantastic score. The Marion Conspiracy. Oh, my word. Alistair Locke. And also, um, he invited me around his house one day. Alistair, I'll come one day, I promise. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> what? Cup of tea. Did he? He said we could rifle for his soundtracks. Well, I bet he did. Yeah. No, he's a really nice bloke. I'm not being. I'm not being rude. <laughs> he's a really nice guy. <laughs> and maybe you can take him shakedown um, audio. <laughs> maybe play he's, that he, with him. I, I will. Um, I, he genuinely is a super talented guy. He did the post production and the music for the comic strip adaptations. He did the beat the meat one, the Star Beast, and it is terrific. Very talented man. So Alistair, Alistair Locke's humble beginnings here as well. Yeah, I wonder. He could do some good music with Verona Shard. I, I reckon she could sing. He could compose. Oh, she's a singer, isn't she? Yeah. Yeah, she does all sorts. Yeah, so. Um... Why is she opening the door now? Because it's oh. Winslet going, help, let me in, and he's not Winslet. It's... Do you know what? If he weren't having a snooze, he could say, no, it's a facsimile. Exactly. But why is he having a sleep? Because he's trying to concentrate and get oh. the radio signals, you say. No, no, no. He's gone he, knows. A bit... he knows he's coming in because he just went, it's me you want, I'm here. Uh, there he is with his Winslet. No relation to Kate, I don't think. <laughs> Let's hope not. Very humble beginnings. <laughs> um, okay, so our, I think we're heading towards the, the dramatic showdown now. What has happened to Rishi Smith's face? He's got a lot of makeup he got on blast, his face. He got blasted by an Auton gun. He's oh, got that, a normally that kills facial... Yeah, but he, I think he just, you know, he got a near miss. I've got to be honest, Mark. I've seen you do a better makeup job than that. <laughs> Sorry. That's good. Ah, so there's a, the inference here is that Reese Shearsmith and Lockwood have got a long history together. Yeah, but he's not in the other ones, Reese Shearsmith. Well, so no, you don't really get any. He's other. got a career after this, so it don't matter. You know, he's he's off on the BBC doing his programs. 
And now you've got this showdown between Lockwood and Winslet. Well, you know what you've got here, right? You literally have all the ingredients of a Doctor Who story. You've got a villain, so there's a show what to show down. You've got monsters, so there's set pieces. You've got all the suspense at the beginning. It is basically a Doctor Who story writ large, isn't it? It's perfect, yeah. It's I think it's one of the best spin-offs. I mean, I wouldn't say it's perfect, but I'd say it's very good. What would you give this one out of ten? You gave Shakedown Return of Sun Tyrant seven. Did I? Uh, oh, this is like nine for me. Nine? I really nine. do like it. Yeah. What about you? Um, I think I'd give this a seven and Shakedown an eight. It's still very good. Oh, come on. Shake... Do you know what? Okay, watching Shakedown, really enjoyed that. and That looked really good. But this is a completely different class, a higher class of production. I feel like I need to do exactly what I did for Shakedown, though. So I'm just going to phone up the the, the furniture warehouse people now. <laughs> <clears throat> so if you could just... Con- oh, oh, sorry, hang on. Okay. Hello? Hello? Okay, okay. <gasps> yes, Um. so we're thinking of um recording a video. Yes. Auton 4, Sentinel of the <laughs> Sentinel of the Autons. <laughs> oh, you remember all times one, two, and three? Oh, we, oh, yes. Well, we only filmed one in your warehouse. How long? How much would it be? Sorry, ten pound fifty. Yes, gosh. we can afford that with us within our budget. Tell them we've got Veronica Shard. Verona Shard. We've got Verona Shard, and she's willing to do a dinosaur <laughs> balloon party. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so wait, Mark, Mark. They're going to cut a deal. If Verona comes oh, to a brilliant. party, we'll have a seven quid. <laughs> a dinosaur balloon party. <laughs> Wasn't that it? Oh, sorry, you're still there? Yes. A week next Wednesday, we'll be there. Okay, thank you very much. Mark, we're on. We're on. Brilliant, perfect. Let's not let's not film Auton 4. Let's just film... Verona's dinosaur balloon party <laughs> and just bring that to the people. <laughs> well, don't even you and I recreated dimensions in time last week. <laughs> I think people know by now if they dare us to do these things, we will actually do it. <laughs> oh, there's Winslet putting his hole in the um, anus creature. Oh, he's putting his hand right up there, isn't he? But they've, again, they've recreated it perfectly, haven't they? Can I ask you a question? <laughs> Have you ever put your hand yes. in something like that and it's come out that filthy? <laughs> this is a cool effect doing it back doing it backwards with the liquid going in yeah yeah jesus if only come work like that oh my (laughs) god (laughs) that's it sorry i'm so sorry that was disgusting (laughs) that's um, so just this is just an open invita- invitation to Verona Sharp. Should you Verona <laughs> Shard. Verona Shard, should you wish to join us in the warehouse on week Wednesday, we can offer you an uh, X ratio payment of seven pounds. Uh, and exposure. You gotta bring your own balloons. Yeah. Uh, What's going on now? Look what my god. Units creature. Yes. So what do you make of that? What is your interpretation of that line? Um, I don't know. Like, I think maybe maybe he is a Time Lord, I think. Why do so, you think he's a Time Lord? Well, because someone might say, the Doctor, Unit's creature, you know? Mm, I'm sure it's out there. I could look it up, but I don't want to. Was um, it? Did Lockwood ever appear in any of those spin-off books or Virgin New Adventures or anything? Not that I know of. That's a bit remiss. I, I think like they could be the further adventures of Lockwood and Doctor Sal. Yeah, it's called Auton Two. <laughs> Will you stop trying to plug Auton Two? We're going to do it, all right? <clears throat> Here she goes. I mean, it's a very simple conclusion, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't. It still feels like you've had a good adventure, and you've. Does it, does it, if does... you if you look at the basics, not a lot actually happens. Oh no! But it's all suspense and atmosphere. Hmm. Yeah. Oh my god, the gunk! It's coming out. Oh, there you go. I don't get that whole thing about. Oh, gross! Oh my god, he's coughing up gunk. I'm sure I'm you've like, seen worse. I once went to a party like that once, right? You know where? Well. I'm not even going to say. But someone ended up coughing up gunk. 
<laughs> yeah, you. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't me. <laughs> I bet it was. <clears throat> they tried before and they'll try again. That's what he says. I think the real Winslet is all right at the end of this. You realise when we do when we do all on two, I've never seen it. It's going to be a fresh, it's going to be like really a live good. reaction. Mm. You know, I think you're gonna like it. I'm gonna call out the CGI though. It's shit. I'm gonna say it's shit. Because old CGI, old CGI, man. Oh, because remember the model work in Shakedown: Return of the Sontarans? Really good. Mm. I prefer practical effects to CGI. What's going on now? So that is the creature escaping into the world. Disgusting raw jelly leaping off. Oh my god, what if this was like a a spin-off of the three doctors and in there were the jellies oh, in, the, in the warehouse? Yeah. Why did anyone do that instead of those yetis? They should have had the gel guards come back. Gel guard two. <laughs> god sakes. Don't you go writing that script, all right? <clears throat> you just have to whip up a batch of jelly. Uh, Easy. There's our there's our real Doctor Who reference. He went, well done. Dr. John Smith. Why did he call him that? No, oh, yes. Sorry. Yes. No, client... yeah, I get it. I get it. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. There you go. How many times have you seen this? More time than is actually healthy, I think. <laughs> Didn't you tell me you watched this once in the dead of night at like two in the morning? Good grief. You're obsessed. I'll tell you what. <laughs> it's good. I threw oh, out my VHS of it though when I, I got the I DVD. Wanna, I don't know if I want to watch this in the dead of night in the dark. I'd be terrified. Oh my god, look at him. He looks like the guy from Blake Seven. Blake. <laughs> yeah, it's not the best kind of bandage. I mean, you could have a bit of um artistic <laughs> license with the bandage. You don't have to do proper St. John Ambulance bandaging on that guy. <laughs> the shittest bandage I've ever seen in my yeah, life. Probably... <laughs> <laughs> well, how else do you bandage your face up? You just you put a sticky one on. You don't put it all round your head. <laughs> oh, that's so funny. Oh, there's Janice's book, Lament for Janice, there, a little memory. And this is where he offers her the job now. Come come work mm. with me in units. Yeah. Um, can we make the point again that we made during Shakedown that because you know what? Like I know we've said nice things about this. We've also laughed a bit. <clears throat> Nick Briggs, writing and directing. Uh, Kevin Davies in Shakedown, Return of Sontarans. Christopher mm-hmm. Barry in Downtime. These people were absolutely keeping the flame alive in the 90s. Like this stuff, it was essential. I honestly think, yeah. I think interest in Doctor Who would have died out if people weren't kind of refreshing our, our memories all the time with new stuff. Like, you know, keep like, like keeping us enticed. Like, you know, on the back of this, you want a new series of Doctor Who. You're like, wow, it could be this good. Mm, this is 97, a year mm. after the TV movie. Is it really? Oh, I think production values have gone down a bit since the TV movie, if I'm honest. Oh, the TV movie, Mark. That's our next recreation. We're off to San Francisco. Oh, <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> and in Hawaii, it has actually even started snowing. <laughs> we'll come recreate this and go to a warehouse oh, it'll probably be a bit easier to do yeah <laughs> all we need is some strawberry jelly yeah, um, a couple of boxes cardboard boxes a massive bandage massive a bit, bandage a bit of red makeup and an auto bit of smoke yeah easy easy yeah. oh and obviously uh, Verona Shard oh we can't do it I won't do it without Verona <clears throat> no way there we are. And it's, you know, what, about 50, what, about an hour? I think, yeah, and I think it, it, it suits its length, doesn't it? Like, yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't outstay <clears throat> its welcome at all. I said in um, Shakedown that it could have shaved off 10 minutes, didn't I? Whereas I wouldn't, have, I don't think I'd remove anything from this. No. In fact, I would add just a bit more Janice. Can you hear even. the music? Yeah, it's good. It is great music. Okay, do, do. it's great music. Do, 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 do. <laughs> Beautiful music. That's just, <clears throat> it's just so, Mark, so well composed. 
Can I shut up you? Can I ask um, <clears throat> if you could just recommend three things then about Autumn? Number one. Okay, so number one, the amazing characters that we meet, Janice especially. Yeah. Uh, number two, the atmosphere, the way it's shot, the way it's lit, perfect. Uh, and number three, the Autons themselves are the best Doctor Who monsters, and they fully deserve this comeback. And they should get more and more. They should come back again. Can I add three more things then? Perfect. The music. Obviously, the music, which is incredibly good. Uh, everyone, I think we just need to be quiet and listen to the music a minute. <laughs> I've just turned it off now. Um, <laughs> just like Shakedown Return of the Sontarans. Um, also, um, I feel like one thing to recommend this is the fact that we came up with that fantastically creative idea of the BBV canteen, which is just mm. wonderful. And they're all there right now having a nice uh, lasagna. <clears throat> and um, my third thing is that I got to do a podcast with you in the afternoon with a naked man behind you that's free there we go it's my auto, it's the pet auton and um but we'll be back for auton number two yes i think it's called sentinel i think auton number two sentinel